Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. So comedian John Mulaney once said, College is a $120,000 hooker, and you are an idiot who fell in love with said hooker. Today, we are going to talk about said hooker in a segment we like to call Class Dismissed. They know I had a name. Oh, we're going to start naming everything and we're going to have little sound effects <laughs> that go with it. Zing. You didn't know that. We, there was a sound effect playing. You'll, you'll see it. You'll hear it in the final. We're going to talk about our old alma mater. That's right. Adrian College right there. Small Division Three Liberal Arts College right on the Michigan-Ohio border. And that's where we met. That's where a hit and run was conceived. It was birthed in the radio station of Adrian College. And... Yeah, just the just the start of a, a wild, wild ride. That's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Can you believe it's already been what three years since one of our last since your last radio feud? So I mean it's almost been three years. Oh my god, Holy don't shit. say that. It's been three years since you graduated. No, don't say that. What? Oh, yeah, I can do math. Yeah. Seventeen. You're right. Eighteen, nineteen. Holy shit, you're old, which I can't really say because I'm older than you, but like in terms of graduation, <laughs> you're an old lady, Nat. Oh my God, three years. They're going to start wild. calling it's you been, for money. It's been seven years since I graduated high school. Oh. We were talking about that at uh, at work today, about how high school feels like forever ago. And then I was like, oh my gosh, college is starting to feel like forever ago. And then you texted and you're like, we should talk about college. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> the, the stars are aligning for this topic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if college feels like forever ago. There's, it doesn't, it doesn't. There's definitely aspects of it that do. I feel like the experience of being in college feels like forever ago. But then again, I feel like I'm not that old. Right. And like, I don't feel like I've been out of college for three years. And there's certain things about college that don't feel like it was so long ago. For example, the last episode was Radio Feud, and we picked it up like we had been doing it all along. <laughs> but then I think about marching band, and marching band, it's like, holy crap. It's been a while. It's been three years since we marched, for one. Um, it's been three years since I played an instrument. Oh, see, I, I still uh, I still skadiddle on the old scoot-a-bop-boop. Uh, a little easier for, <laughs> for you to do that, though. Yeah, everything's my instrument. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have to lug the tuba. I don't have a, a cool, you know, $10,000 laying around to buy myself a tuba, unfortunately. Oh, you never, I guess, yeah, you wouldn't want to buy a tuba. I would I never like really to. thought about that. Listen, you buy the tuba and I'll buy the snare drum and we will uh, we'll play some good old centerfold. <laughs> I mean, I would love to and like join a community band, but one, you know, that's not really a realistic, realistic possibility in the near future. So why waste the money? But also, you know, I have a million other things going on. So, so it's here's not like I do. even have the time. So here's what you do. There's cover bands of every every famous rock band, right? Every famous pop band. What if you start a cover band, but it's just you and it's a John Philip Sousa <laughs> cover band? I mean, it's an idea. Do you but think the you thing can is, get rich off of that? I'm going to say no. See, I'm going to say a hopeful yes. <laughs> I guess that's that's one specific part of college that we can sort of reminisce on. Do you miss being in band? I do. And I know you don't as much. You know what? We can save a... Uh, we can save marching band. I'm pretty sure we have it written down as its own topic uh, titled. I can't even remember. What's the joke? One time in band camp or remember in band camp? Yeah. I don't think anybody got impregnated during our band camps, at least to my knowledge. I well, mean, 
no, no, that I don't was know if the... you can say that for sure. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a slippery slope. So we're going to talk about classes <laughs> today, uh, specifically, uh, I'm guessing our comm classes, communication arts. I mean, yeah. Um, or just in general. I mean, Adrian was a liberal arts program, so or liberal arts institution. So uh-huh. you took a lot of classes that were outside of your major. And boy, I think we both took some pretty interesting ones. Yeah. So what classes outside of the comm major, what classes do you think that you retained the most from of all the classes you took? Oh, outside of communication arts? I guess either one. Um, or both well, inside within, the program and outside the program within the program. I would definitely say now I got to ask another question actually, um, before I dive into this, when you say retain, do you mean like how much knowledge I soaked up? Because there's classes where I learned more and remember more, but there's different classes that, although I don't necessarily remember as much, they stuck with me more for a different reason, mostly because of whoever the professor was. Mm-hmm. Which classes do you think that you learned the most information in? Ooh, that's definitely a toss-up between any of Dr. Sheehan's classes, because you had to be on your game for him, mm-hmm. or any of Mike Neal's classes, just because he was essentially one of my mentors, and he's really the person who got me into videography and like the media arts and so everything that he told me, I sucked up like a sponge. And I was like, yes, master, tell me more, please, please. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say I definitely say one of those two outside of the comm program, not accounting. I hated <laughs> accounting. No, no offense to accountants, except Cody Take some offense to that. Boy, howdy. I don't I don't know if any of them did, to be quite honest. English 101, because I loved the, the professor. Uh, I believe his name was Professor Bakley. And I only think that was his name because Frankie Resto would call him Professor Bay. I don't <laughs> I don't really trust Frankie with the how to say people's names, but <laughs> that's that's how I remember him. So I'd say uh, English. Oh, public speaking, because it was the first class that forced me to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of I forced myself to learn in that class. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I enjoyed a lot of them. I don't know. How much? Oh, sorry. Sorry. A a little bit of a rambling. Hands down um, photography, though, I learned the most in because that also transferred Mm. to basically anything and everything I've been doing in media arts. (laughs) And Professor Horner is an absolute genius. So, yeah, if I had a rank one, I'd say photography. Definitely. My goodness. Do you remember you being super into photography? And I wanted to take photography, too. But it didn't count as a communication class. And I pleaded with Dr. Winkles. And I was like, can I just like swap and say it counts as this final credit? She's like, (laughs) no, it doesn't count. So instead of being able to take photography too, I had to take a radio class that although I enjoyed it, I helped write it. And I know you helped write it because it was brand new that last semester. And I was like, and I told her, I was like, why are you making me take this? I wrote it. And then I'd have to do the assignments that I came up with. Right. And it was based on all the assignments we had basically done in his other classes. Yeah. Like he came to us and Nikki and he's like, what did you learn in your internship and how would you go about this? And we told them and then he made the class do it, which in turn, I had to do it. And I was Uh like, I've already done this (laughs) two years at the radio station. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. Luckily, I was not around for that. Oh, it would have been so much better if you were, because then we had to have a weekly radio show 
Oh, well, yeah. it would have just been this. I mean, yeah, it would have. We would have <laughs> just actually put a little more thought and effort into hit and run, which and is what we do imagine? now. It I was going to say, can you imagine, though, then. if we had done this then, what this would be now? Um, At the top of the charts, baby, but we're, <laughs> we're heading there. We're heading there. Don't you worry. But no, my group, they were all fine people. But Amelia, who was my partner on the documentary, was like the only other person in that group that actually gave a shit. So my goodness, those were some painful shows to get through. We did debates, like stupid debates, like apples versus oranges. That's not a stupid debate. Are hot dogs a sandwich? You know, these were not stupid debates. These were very hard hitting debates. I was going to say, you know, as you're saying this, this sounds a lot like what we do on this show. I mean, I would be <laughs> lying if I didn't say some of these are on a list for future dates. But because Am I the Asshole is next week, spoiler alert, um, I didn't think we should do a debate today. But those will be coming up. And we had guest experts, and I was the host, naturally, except on Is Hot Dog a Sandwich, which I don't know why I was a contestant on that one, because I can't even say the phrase right. <laughs> but it was me as host, and then Amelia usually took the, the harder topic because she's really good at bullshitting. And then the rest of it was just painful. So usually she would go against the guest correspondent, because at least you'd get some banter between the two of them. But then the other two, ugh, I love them. I love them as people, but it was like, oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Oof. But I digress. So photography, any Dr. Sheehan class, any Mike Neal class, a lot of Winkles classes too. I don't necessarily remember a lot besides PR2. I remember the ideas of them, but she taught like theory and actually probably just theory is the one I don't remember. <laughs> But I digress. Uh, what about you? This is uh, this is getting a little out of hand for for me. But what what classes did you enjoy the most, and you took the most away from? So I definitely agree that Dr. Sheehan's classes were the classes that he taught were more practical and like hands on. So I think that naturally you just learned more from them. Mm -hmm. But also just the way he ran his classes, he was very. Um, yeah, like you had to have your shit together, or too bad, like you failed. Not um, only did you fail, you were pretty much shamed and yeah, front publicly of humiliated. Else. <laughs> so you could do you could do good, and you would still be publicly humiliated in some way. I think I want to say that I never, I don't think I ever got on his bad side enough where I got humiliated in front of the class. I don't think it was ever me isolated, but I definitely remember some directing one classes where he just lit into the whole class because a majority of people fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. There were always, you know, when the whole class is being shamed together. Right. On the other hand, <laughs> directing two was a breeze with him because everybody in the class actually wanted to be there and had their shit together. And the projects were way more fun, I think. Directing, directing two, two was way more fun. It was so, it was a good well, it was supposed to be the the close of the book with Sheehan classes, but then I had to take radio. I digress. Save <laughs> for that radio class, that was like a good end of the Sheehan era. And it was uh -huh. the end of your Sheehan era because then you're an overachiever and you graduated early. <laughs> um, not without cost though. Um, but I think I think I did retain a lot from from Christie's um theory classes just because like that subject specifically was really interesting to me. And I was super into it. So do you remember, do you even remember that we did a Ripens of Excellence presentation together about that class? I do remember that. And to I totally honest, forget that that happened. A little embarrassing to look back on. <laughs> I 
it was not embarrassing. No. So here's the thing. It was you, me, and Chad. Chad Mossa. Uh-huh. What a guy doing marketing down by you, I believe. Oh, really? And yeah, I think in the Columbus area. I know he's hmm. from Ohio. I know he was in Columbus at some point. I digress. And so it went Chad, and then it went you, and then it went me. I know I went last. And a ton of people from your sorority came out to watch you, and Chad got that group built in. Uh huh. And then everybody left as soon as you finished. And the oh. audience for me was Cody, my parents, your mom, <laughs> Ben Ernst, and us and Winkles. And that was it. Hey, that's a little awkward. And I was like, I oh, kind of forgot like that they every, all left. Yeah, everybody flooded out as I was pulling up my PowerPoint. And I was like, that's well, rude. Like this, looking back, that's this really makes rude. Me feel really confident heading into this. And I pulled <laughs> oh, it up, no. and I'm pretty sure like I left and I like was tearing up because I was like, this is extremely embarrassing. And then Ben was like, I know that you feel bad right now. He's like, but one, they suck. And he's like, two, that was amazing. And I was like, thank you, Ben. That means a lot. Your presentation was really good though. I was so nervous about it. So being <laughs> nervous about something and then having people walk out before you even get a chance to give them a witty anecdote not a great feeling. Not a great feeling. Well, on I behalf super of, appreciate everybody that was there, though. Like On behalf of all the people who left, um, who were part of my sorority, they suck anyway, so sorry about say, that. Um, no, not sorry about that. They treated you like shit senior year, so you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> um, you know who you are. Yeah, they do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll pin it on the page. We're coming after people. It's 2020. Bridges are going to be burned. <laughs> Yeah. So I think within the department, I definitely learned a lot from Sheehan's classes. Um, I think that though the class that I, I mean, I feel like I retained a lot from all of my comm classes because the professors we had in the comm department were so good. And I feel like I got really lucky because I had all the best classes with, like I had all of the classes with the professors who were like best suited to teach those classes. And the way that it worked out, it was like, it couldn't have happened any other way. Right. Like I had I had Josh Guitar for Com Ethics the last semester that he was an adjunct professor. Well, I he had... came back though because he came back for my final semester, spring of senior year, and was my film history teacher. Oh, and that's I right. I will say one of my favorites. He <laughs> is—he's is great. A, he's a genius. But he's are you friends also, with him on Facebook? I am. He always goes on about the lines, and I just <laughs> want to like shake him. Um, no, super nice guy, super down to earth, very oh, intellectual. So but knows how to talk to people because mm-hmm. you don't always get that crossover. No, very right. interesting classes uh, if you got a chance to, to take one with him. And taking com ethics with him specifically was so interesting because com ethics was basically a class where it was a once a week class and every week we would have a reading about some kind of essentially discrimination. Um, well, that or some was sort his, of- um, his doctor thesis. Is, yeah. Um, is rhetoric on racial issues. So yeah, yeah you so, got a good one for that class. So every week we basically just talked about a different oppressed group and how they're oppressed in like the media and um, like the communication that perpetuates all of these like types of discrimination. It was fascinating, um, except it was super awkward because the week that we talked about like women's issues, um, the class was like 50-50 male-female. Um, that week, none of the guys showed up. Literally not a single one of them showed up. We only got one absence in that class and they all took it that week. And so it was poor Josh Guitar talking to a room full of women 
about about how women are oppressed, I felt a little bad. He was like, this is a little uncomfortable. But it was, I mean, it was an interesting class. Uh, See, what I, what he should have done is just flop that in another week real quick. And then they would have <laughs> came and he would have been like, oh, by the way, we're actually Guys. talking about uh, women's issues <laughs> right now. That would have been great. Um, so I learned a ton from that class. I had, See, I had I, Sherry. I was going to say, to interrupt real quick, I think I got the next best professor for com ethics because I had Sherry Bleem, who mm-hmm. was equally as well suited for a communication ethics class as Josh Guitar is. Absolutely. So I had her for film history, both film histories. Um, weren't you in one of those classes? Yes, I was in, what was it? It was like com something or other. It was basically- we had a class with Sherry together. It was- so there was there was a class called I was like not by the microphone. Oh, it was like MassCom or something. Yeah. Right? So there's so we have to kind of bring it back because <laughs> not everybody was in the classroom with us. So that's fair. In the Adrian Communication Arts program, one of the first classes you take is called Mass Communication, and essentially the class is studying famous music, radio, TV, film. It's just introducing you to like this this media industry, right? Well, Mm -hmm. then you eventually take another class that is mass communication studies, and it's breaking up that first mass comm class into more micro level, I want to say, chunks. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more involved, and you get a lot deeper into the process of like, how did the radio evolve? Why did it evolve? I think that class was actually called mass comm. I think that class was actually called MassCom Criticism. No, no, yes. I was going to say Survey of MassCom, but that was that was that was the first the, one. The first one, yeah. But anyway, and for those of you, <laughs> I always say for those. That's something I've noticed. Is I always say for those of you who don't know, well, no shit that they don't know because they weren't there with us, and that's not a criticism <laughs> of our listeners. That's a criticism of my talking. So I apologize. So Sherry Bleem is a wonderful, and I mean this in such a nice way, is a wonderful genius of a hippie. And that's all that I'm going to say. That is a say. great way to describe her. That She is a hippie genius. <laughs> super kind. I love it. Super out there. And her husband, Peter Bleem, was a professor also in the communication program. He was more on the editing, you know, production side of communication and he like produced were, um, music on the side. Yeah. Well, he helped launch or like brought WVAC, the radio station, up to where it was actually big and mainstream. Mm-hmm. A match made in heaven, might I add. Just Definitely. two wonderful, intelligent hippies. <laughs> I was going to say, they're both hippies. Every week after class, I would go and talk to them in their office. Not even about class, just to like pick their brain because... It's you don't meet a lot of people like that in your lifetime. And when you do, you have to take the moment and make the most of it. Definitely. Um, So to get things back on track, I definitely learned a lot from my comm classes. Outside of the comm department, I took a weird mix of classes. Um, I took some like not religion classes, but like well, one class that I took was called Christian Social Ethics. I took that with PC, who was the the pastor like the the campus chaplain at the time. Um super awesome guy. Loved taking his classes. Um so let's just let's just put a disclaimer right here is you'll hear this a lot if you ever look up Adrian College or talk to people that went to Adrian College. It is a known fact that the faculty is what makes Adrian College so special because I'm gonna go as far as 97% 
of the faculty, whether that be professors, Sodexo workers, maintenance, are the most kind-hearted and unique and wonderful individuals you'll ever meet. And that is every time people ask about Adrian College, the first thing I say is like, the best thing about it, why my time was so special is because of professors and the faculty that are there. They really make it a one-of-a-kind experience. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I love taking classes from PC. And um, that was not really within my degree at all. Um, I took some journalism classes. I actually started as a journalism major, which wasn't even a thing at Adrian. Um, Journalism was a minor. And I was going to like design my own major to be a journalism major. And then I realized that there was a comm department and I just did that instead. And then I was like, I'll just minor in journalism. And then I took a radio class and then here I am. <laughs> um, but you're doing a podcast, which is the next best thing. There we go. It's Actually, the radio. dare I say it is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, straight to the top. Um, I also took accounting classes. I actually had a minor in essentially my minor was accounting, um, but it was like Gross. business and accounting, but I took more accounting classes than I did business. So I just say I have an accounting minor. Um, managerial finance was a class that almost killed me. Also gross. Disgusting. I the watched worst you, class. I watched you and Cody take that and I wanted to vomit for you. It was the worst class I took at all. Like hands down, worst class I've ever taken anywhere in any in any context. Um, I didn't realize when I signed up for the class, I thought it was just like, so there's accounting one and accounting two. And I thought that managerial finance was like the accounting three. Like I thought it was the next accounting class. No, when I took it, I learned that it was actually like the accounting capstone class, but yeah. no one told me that. And I was the only non-major in the class. <laughs> and the professor did not speak clear English. And I didn't understand most of his lectures to begin with. And I did not understand the con- the content enough to teach myself. And I also did not have the time or energy because I was taking this class in my final semester. And it was three of my uh, 21 credits that I was taking so that I could graduate on time. Well, um, graduate early. Or yeah, graduate when I wanted to. Do not, do not shame us for <laughs> full four years. No. Um, I think that I took 21 credits that semester. Um, what year was that? Was that your final semester? Was that junior yeah. year? No, that was my final semester. So, so it would have been that the... And I did that. took two capstones in one semester. Yeah, I did that. My capstone, directing two, and... Marching band. Marching band. And I worked at the radio station, and I worked at the school radio station, and I did pep band. And, and you worked the camera for me for one hockey game because I really I worked the camera it. for one <laughs> hockey game and I I did other stuff. Oh, I was still the president of my sorority. Um, that was not a great semester for me, but managerial finance was definitely the worst part of that semester. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> because I take could imagine all of that, that being awful in a normal sense, let alone what you were doing. Yeah, just take all of that and then like take managerial finance in itself. And it's just, it just was not a good combination in any way. But you made it through with flying colors. I made it through. (laughs) Um, I actually, so I'm looking at grad school for like, not next year, but the year after. Are you? Yeah. So I'm looking at grad school and I am probably going to have to take the GRE, even though it's not required because my GPA isn't like high enough to excuse me from taking the GRE. Um, Because I'm kind of worried I won't get in. 
Well, here's the thing. My GPA is bad, but. Here's the thing right now is a lot of schools because of COVID are waiving the GRE for now. And yeah, but I'm not going to be applying until 2022. But they still might waive it off. Maybe. The Just plan is to take that. it next year. So, Well, if you I'm need gonna... a studying book, uh, hit Cody up because he's got a, <laughs> a thick boy. Oh, that's a lie. Um, he just lent it to somebody else, but I'm sure he could wrangle it back. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. So if if my description of that semester didn't tell you enough about me as a person, next year I will be um, taking the GRE slash studying for the GRE, planning my wedding, uh, and then also working. And I'm now the chair of two different volunteer event committees. Hey, wait, you're so, the chair. Yes, I am the the chair of the committee. So like the the head of the committee. What committees? Um, it's the the cystic fibrosis event. Whoa, whoa. When did you become chair of that one? Um, when everyone else quit the committee. <laughs> Boy, have, we apparently have not caught up very much in the last couple of weeks because all of these things are news to me. Um, and then also the the Mother's Day brunch that I help with every year. Okay, that one I did know. Okay, not so much catching up. <laughs> um, we'll get back to the uh, the board after this this recording, this episode, because now I'm very intrigued. What are you going to grad school though for? That's something that applies to this episode. <laughs> yes, going back to college. Um, the thought of going back to college makes me one vomit if I'm being honest, but it's also exciting. But the thought of like having homework again, not exciting. Um, so I'm looking at a program at Ohio State, which oh, will be no, <laughs> which will be very valuable to me in my career because it is a very well-regarded institution, especially in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, yeah. Well, Columbus is drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also have a very highly regarded um college of nonprofit. So, well, Ooh. that's not what the college is called, but a like a, a college of public administration. So right. the degree that I would like to get is a master's of public administration leadership, which is something you have to like be into your career to have. Right. So by the time I'm able to actually apply and go, I will have enough experience at my current job in technically a leadership role because I'm a department of one. Um, and my boss has already said that she will like attest to the fact that I'm in like a decision-making role. Right. Um, because she's currently taking these classes. Like she's currently in this program. She's the one who recommended it to me. And um, so it's it's like an advanced, it's like an executive master's degree, Fancy. which sounds so not fun to do, but also it will be very valuable to me in the future. I think it and sounds it'll be like information that I will enjoy learning. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I've always it does. been interested in leadership classes and nonprofits. So to me, it sounds like mm -hmm. really interesting. It sounds really interesting. And I'm excited to take the classes. I'm not excited about taking the classes while also working full time. Yeah. I love how you just complain about how busy you were. Not complain, but reminiscent. Remin yeah. This is why I'm not taking the master's, uh, <laughs> master's course. I love how you were just talking about how busy you were. There we'll go. Layman terms. I love how you were talking about how busy you were your final semester of college. And it's like you're trying to recreate that final semester of college over years, not just months. Yeah, I think I just hate myself. I think this is just like, this is just how I am. <laughs> I mean, you are Leslie Nope. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not always a good thing for, for my own life. <laughs> but I think if you just keep watching Parks and Rec, it's very inspirational. So just have that looping on the background for the next... <laughs> 
two, three years. What is it, a two-year program? It is. So it's a five-semester program with a summer. So like it starts in the fall, and then you do fall, spring, summer, fall, spring, and then it's over. Okay. So it will only be like, it'll be less than two full years of school. Right. But it will be continuous. Well, dang, you're going to have to keep me updated on that. Oh, I will. I'm sure you'll hear lots about it as I'm studying for the GRE. So going back, if you could redo the four years of college, do you think you would have majored in accounting knowing that you were going to go down this career path? Or are you still happy that you graduated with a communication arts program with a focus in radio? Despite the fact that my degree has absolutely nothing to do with the work that I do now, I don't think that I would have ended up here if I hadn't gone through that program. Right. I mean, everyone's college experience is so like zigzaggy, you know, like no one ends up the same place they thought they were going to when they graduate college. Mm. And I don't think that I would have made all the decisions I did if I hadn't gone through the classes I did. And, you know, I know that you'll probably say the same thing, but going through the comm department and going through all of the radio training, like it just was a lot of like personal development and self-confidence that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And also, I mean, I I do use some of those skills. I mean, I do a lot of voiceover work for my job right now. Um, and just having the understanding of multimedia production so that I can, you know, be more useful when I'm working with our multimedia coordinator and like envisioning video products and multimedia projects, you know, just having that like creative context, I guess. Right. It makes you a more well-rounded individual. And it, it allows you to think in ways where if you just went down the accounting, you know, business leadership path, you wouldn't be able to think outside the box as much as if you took, I mean, essentially two vastly different different pathways, one being media production, a more artistic side, and the other one being the business, the hard numbers. Also, I just wouldn't have enjoyed it. Like, I wouldn't have enjoyed majoring in business. Yeah, not, not everybody's Cody. Not everybody <laughs> relaxes by doing accounting homework. Like, I mean, I props to Cody because that's what he likes and that's, you know, what he's good at. But oh, yeah, definitely. I just don't think that I would have I wouldn't have made it through college if that's what I would have had to do. You know, yeah. like if I had locked into a business degree and said, this is what I'm doing, I wouldn't have gotten nearly as much out of my college experience because it wouldn't have been fun. Or it wouldn't have been like, it wouldn't have been engaging to me. And it allows you to do these different projects that let you decompress and still be creative, you know, outside of your current work, like doing the podcast or doing the voiceover work. It just gives you such a better portfolio moving forward and allows you to do things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do if you hadn't, if you hadn't taken, taken the comm program, taken these media classes. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, you got to learn how to work with the the Stephen Sheehan's of the world. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's a great topic to end on. Yeah. So many lessons, one from being a communication major, but two from specifically taking uh, the communication program at Adrian College. Boy, you learn how to operate in a real world sense dealing with the professors. And do you think that he did it intentionally? Or do you think it was just kind of a happy coincidence that he he prepared us for these types of people? I think it just happened. Yeah, you don't think that he had a a deeper, darker plan? No, I think that it's just the way that he was and the way that he was made by this industry. And so that was how he taught his classes. We really got to get him on the show one of these times. <laughs> that would be great. He wished me a happy birthday a couple of weeks ago. And then I messaged him back and I, I haven't heard from him. The man's an enigma. But <laughs> yes, boy, he did he teach us a lot. 
He also always, every time we correspond, he always ends with um, that I can call him Steve now. His name is Steve Sheehan. I was like, I can't. I was like, Dr. Sheehan was pounded into my head and it just feels wrong not to say Dr. Sheehan. Right, because he was always a professor who you couldn't call him by his first name. Right. Some professors don't care. Like I called Christy, Christy all the time, or at least called her Dr. Christy because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she earned that doctor. But Oh yeah, she did. I always like, I would just call her Dr. Christy and a lot of teach or a lot of professors like ask you to call him by their first name, but um, no, he was always Dr. Sheehan. But then, yeah, as soon as we graduated, he was like, I'm Steve now. I'm like, mm, are you though? See, but I had other professors, for example, uh, Dr. Andrew Linden, who I called Dr. Linden all through my classes with him. Granted, a lot of, a lot of, you know, fun ribbing back and forth. But as soon as I graduated and he's like, call me Andy, I was like, hell yeah, I'm calling you Andy. <laughs> but with Dr. Sheehan, I just, it is, I would say it's a respect thing, but I have a ton of respect for Dr. Linden too, where it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I can't do it. And it's, it's not, it's, it's nothing personal. I'll say that. <laughs> so I think we have time for one more quick uh, anecdote. So like we said, Adrian College, liberal arts program. Um, take a lot of classes that you don't necessarily expect to take and that you don't think you'll like, but you actually end up liking the courses. So for you, what was a class that you took that one, you weren't expecting to take and two, you actually ended up liking quite a bit? That's a good question. I would say probably, I mean, I took accounting because it was just a business class and I was getting a business minor, but I didn't really expect to actually enjoy it at all. And I don't want to say I enjoyed accounting because I think that's a stretch, but I was surprisingly interested in accounting. So I took accounting one and two, and then I took managerial finance thinking it was the next level of accounting. Um, it's poorly mistaken, but you know, I, I didn't hate accounting. Um, I know you feel differently, but I, <laughs> I felt like the information was really applicable, like it was really useful. And also, you know, in my work, now, like managing fundraising, it's not that I'm like doing any accounting, but having an understanding of like the basic principles of accounting is really helpful when I'm like interacting with our CFO and, you know, talking to um, our finance team about fundraising and about, you know, our, um, all of our accounts and everything. Like it is useful to me in my job. So I'm glad that I had that like foundational understanding of what accounting is and how it works. Um, though I don't, again, I don't think I would say I enjoyed it. Um, but the other one is I mentioned that I took Christian social ethics with, um, pastor Chris and I'm not a very like religiously ascribed person, but I really enjoyed that class because it was not so much about Christianity. It was about like, it was studying famous Christians and the ethics of the work they did. It was a lot about like abolitionists and um, slavery. And it was super interesting. And I loved learning from PC, but I also just really liked the material that we studied in that class. Um, And that was actually the first, the very first class I took at Adrian College. It was my 9 a.m. class, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, freshman year. That's a very, very good introduction. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was one that was very outside of whatever I was doing. I think I took it to get my like, humanities credit. Um, and it was fascinating. I loved it. Yeah. I wish that's one thing I wish I could have done is taken a class with PC. I, the plan was to, and his classes filled up so fast that 
They did. They I felt just, so fast. I just was like, I just need the religion out of the way. I didn't really know <laughs> what I wanted to do freshman year. So I just took all my prereqs and I ended up in Eastern religion with uh, Fitz Detweiler, Fritz Detweiler, Dr. Detweiler. And my goodness, there's not enough time left in this episode to dissect that class. <laughs> For mine, though, we're, we got to start back with uh, Dr. Sheehan. So welcome week is the week where before all the upperclassmen come onto campus, and I'll abbreviate this story, um, there's a whole week where freshmen basically get their shit together enough where they can then be released into the normal, the normal campus. And you have a professor that helps you create your first semester schedule. And I was in Dr. Sheehan's group. Well, you need 16 and a half credits average a semester to graduate on time. And I get my schedule back and he created it for me, which apparently was not what most professors did. And he only gave me 13 credits. That's weird. I was like, what the crap? So that Saturday I go up and you could like get your schedule fixed or add classes or remove classes or do whatever you need to do. I was like, hey, like, I don't really care what you put me in. I was like, I just need three to four more credits to make sure I graduate on time. And they're like, well, we don't really have anything. And they're like, well, we can put you in Japanese film for four credits. And this was before I was a comm major, before I was even entertaining the idea of being a comm major. At this point, I was trying to fool myself and thinking I want to be a business major. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. it what, what harm could it do? And it was with Dr. Brian Bott, one Aww. of the hardest classes I have ever taken one of the few classes, and I'm not trying to brag, but one of the few classes that I didn't get an A in, <laughs> which like, I am so proud of that A minus, but it just opened your mind so much. One, that I didn't realize how much I would like Japanese film. I mean, the films we watched were incredible on so many levels. It also made me think in ways that I wouldn't have thought in any other class because Eastern film is so different than the normal Western film that we consume. And you mm -hmm. really have to think of it in different ways and in very complex ways. And that not only helped me going forward when I eventually became a comm major, but when I did my business classes, it made me think outside the box. It just made me view things in ways that I wouldn't normally and dissect things in, in manners that I wouldn't have been able to had I not taken that class. And Dr. Bot was just like every professor, Adrian, I mean, just so much fun and just so knowledgeable. I still say like after that semester, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to take a class that's this good. And I still <laughs> I'm like, Japanese film is if I had to talk about a single class at Adrian, it's going to be Japanese film. And it's all because Dr. Sheehan fucked up my schedule. <laughs> it all comes back to Dr. Sheehan. Well, if you like what you heard, make sure you check us out on all of our social media. We are on Facebook, and we're also on pretty much anywhere that you like to listen to your favorite podcast. So, Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that. <laughs> <laughs> it was about school. What did we learn? God. Um, we learned that all it takes to make a good class is a good professor. And we also learned that Adrian College is chock full of them. And... It doesn't matter what degree you graduate with. It only matters what you do with it. We also learned that if you can deal with a Sheehan, you can deal with anything. We learned that Natalie is in hot pursuit of her master's degree. And we learned that if you like accounting and you're good at it, more power to you. This has been the Hit and Run podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.